0: Welcome to The Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their three- to ten-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, The Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really a pleasure to have you with us. and. uh My next guest is Elani Cure. She's with a firm called Be the Change HR, Inc., very interesting firm. She's the CEO of this firm, and they help small businesses with their HR from both a compliance and strategic standpoint. They're also uh, a social enterprise providing free job coaching uh, across the U.S. and their HR consultants. And you know what they are? Life changers. Leilani, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's
0: my pleasure. I love the name of your company, and I oh, want to hear uh, how that came about and a little bit about your background before you started Be The Change HR, Inc.
1: Yeah, so I've had a, a, a long enough career right, in human resources, 20 years. And while I was, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and, and building my career, at the same time, I was always volunteering with organizations like Working Wardrobe, WHW, helping people get back to work by utilizing the skills that we develop in human resources for people who need it, who are, who are in, in difficult situations. And, and so as I went along in my career, I started thinking about this idea. Like, could I do HR and philanthropy at the same time? And Uh three years ago, that's when I launched. So I was like, yes, you can. So um, I finally, you know, it took a little fine-tuning, but I finally landed out how we would do that. And so how we do that is, so we do HR for small business. We do, you know, compliance and strategy. It's really needed at that size. But then we also offer free job readiness coaching to nonprofits. And then anyone who comes to a class, we offer um, free coaching after. So we've worked with people who are coming out of sex trafficking, domestic violence, homelessness, veterans, you name it. Anyone in a difficult life situation, we've worked with and helped them get back to work.
0: That must be so fulfilling to see the change that you can make in people, hence the name Be the Change HR. You know, I, we all um, are busy. Sometimes we forget the joy of giving and, uh, and really the meaning that that brings to our lives uh, how can our how can our leaders our, our listeners best handle their workforce during this pandemic because a lot of people are uh, you know they're they're in a position where they have to make difficult decisions so how can they best handle their workforce?
1: I can tell you um, kind of from the opposite like how should they not so i, I i've heard um, a couple businesses who have echoed, you know, people should be grateful to work, right? You should be grateful to have a job. Um, and then with that, like, bleeding out of fear. And that is not the way to do it. Um, the Maya Angelou quote, I might butcher it, but it says something to the tune of, um, people will forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. So the opposite side is, like, how do we handle ourselves as leaders, as coworkers, supporting each other during this pandemic? And I think the first thing is to take care of yourself first, right? Stay positive, eat healthy, like meditate in the morning, do what you need to do to get into your workday because our workplaces have drastically changed for most of us. Most of us. So we always saying like take care of yourself first, stay positive, you know, one day at a time, We are in a difficult situation, so it's good to take that kind of focus. True leaders, you show you care. Um, When all this started, I sent each one of my team members a uh, thank you note and a little packet of emergency and a little packet of this magnesium supplement called Calm. I'm like, everything's going to be fine. Here's some vitamins. Here's some calm um, for you, and and I'm here to support you. Let me know if you, you need anything. I also think vulnerability it's very important, you know, in, in, in this, I mean, I've seen leaders be vulnerable with their team, like, hey, I'm also having a hard time. And I've done that with my team, too. There's been a couple of days where I've been a little bit off, and I just have to tell them, like, hey, you know, this is, it hasn't been the easiest day because of what, you know, we're dealing with, and um, I'm sorry, it took yeah. me a little bit longer to get back to you. And, and you know, with vulnerability, I think um, it builds trust. So I think it's important to communicate that way. And then, and then finally, uh, over-communicate. We're not around each other all the time. So, you know, reach out, reach out often, talk to your coworkers, talk to your team and make sure, you know, you, they know that you're there for them.
0: Well, that's great. Really great tips. And, you know, it, the thing that impresses me about this whole thing is the amount of, of um, I don't know, direct or indirect grief that we all feel. Um, yeah. You know, there are a lot of people are passing away. A lot of people are losing their jobs. A lot of people are really down and out and having to make tough decisions as business owners uh, and, and us as business owners as well. Um, and then the team is wondering what's going to happen to us. Uh, so what are some creative mm-hmm. ways that leaders can bring their teams together?
1: I have clients who are emailing on a weekly basis, on um, all sorts of, you know, size teams on what the business is doing, where they're at, where they're at with clients. I think it's important, again, over-communicate, to bring everyone together. Um, I'm also telling people, pretend like you're in the office. Like when we would walk down the hallway, you could, oh, you know, you can say hi to people and check in with people. Kind of keep that cadence going, but do it with whatever ways your team likes to communicate. You know, I have the team text me. We've got... We work on Trello, then there's email, phone calls, Zoom calls, Slack, right? There's all these different arenas where you can communicate. So start uh-huh. you know, making sure that you're utilizing them to talk to each other. And then face-to-face, I believe, is really important. Face-to-face with a, with a, um, within reason, right? So um, maybe uh-huh. Monday through Thursday, you do Zoom calls, video calls, and you tell everyone on Friday, we'll do, like, we're calling it no mascara, no shave days. So don't worry, we won't ask you to go on a, on a Zoom call on Friday. You can stay in your PJs. It will be like a casual Friday but at home. But that way you can, you can see each other. And, and I know you can agree with this. I am so happy this, when I'm on networking calls, client calls, team calls. It warms my heart to see other humans' faces because I'm not seeing that many right now. Um, so it will right. give them kind of a, you know, a way to see each other. I'm also saying that um, if you can, have your team come together for lunch. So do a Zoom lunch from 12 to 1, sit down, we won't talk about business, tell me how you're doing, how your kids are driving you nuts, you know, what are you doing to keep healthy, that type of thing so you can keep that that connection going.
0: Yeah, those are great tips. You know, what we sometimes forget about is it's all all business, but business at home is a lot different, Um, and so a lot of people are... In different situations, my kids are grown; they're out of the house. Uh, but a lot of people—they're having a lot of stress uh, with uh, small children and trying to homeschool them, and the dog walking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to do communication sometimes um, with with all that's going on. But uh, it's very important, and those are some great tips. Um, now, sad part of what's been happening is a lot of businesses are having to say. You know, we, we just can't hold on to everybody. So what if a business mm-hmm. needs to let its people go? What are some of the best practices that you're seeing for that?
1: One of my clients, um, I think he did it. He did a, a great job of, you know, working with his team in these conditions and, 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 and the situation that their business was in. Uh, he went to his team and he said, listen, either we can all suffer a little or a few will suffer a lot. And the idea was, you know, if everyone takes a small pay cut, um, then they can keep some of the team. So I would encourage people before you say, I need to lay everyone off, like look, you know, look at your payroll, figure out um, if you could either do voluntary pay cuts or go to the team and say something like that, you know, like, hey, help me you know, and help, let's help each other to build and do, you know, your pay cuts. And, and if that isn't a possibility, then, of course, we turn to, um, you know, reduction in force and layoffs. But even in those situations, it can be handled um, with, with love and with kindness where, you know, you're offboarding people in the gentlest way possible. Um, if you can imagine in my career, I've done this many, many times, and the thing, um, you know, when delivering this type of really difficult news is uh, there are resources available to people when they're laid off, right? Especially with the CARES Act and the unemployment uh-huh. um, being even higher now. It's, it's like, I know this is a really tough situation, but there are resources for you. So, you know, there, there's income that can come in from unemployment that you'll get. And the other worry is always health insurance. So, you know, if they can't if they can afford it, rolling over to COBRA, they had health insurance through the company, but they can also go on the, the exchange, you know, uh, affordable care Act, and sign up for insurance that way. So those two basic, you know, needs like money and, and health care um, are covered right now, and they'll, they'll be okay. And then the other thing is I'm, I'm telling clients, like, if you do have to do a layoff, make sure um, that you let them know you want to communicate with them on a regular basis on bringing them back, right? Hey, we'll email you every week. Give us your personal email. We'll tell you where we're at. And as soon as we're ready, then we'll bring you back on board. That way you can, you know, um, ramp up your workforce a lot faster because you'll have people ready to go um, who want to come back and work for you.
0: Well, that, that can make a lot of sense. I guess uh, some people, have been in the news for not handling it quite as well. <laughs> there have mm-hmm. been mass layoffs right. by by Zoom meetings, and um, so Zoom can, you know, it's certainly, I guess, better than a text message. Uh, so, mm-hmm. what are the things that are the worst practices out there that you've seen? What are the things that that our listeners should avoid at all costs when it comes to layoffs?
1: I think I'll go back to the the way you make people feel, kind of idea um yes layoffs over zoom are really difficult um but they can be done appropriately with the proper tone um and care and so you don't want to you know <laughs> tell everyone you know without without care that hey you're all laid off that type of thing and i've heard and i've heard that before the other thing i was saying earlier was um you know Treating people as if they um, should be grateful that they have a job, it might, you know, that fear tactic might work now, but they're not going to forget how they felt during this time if you treat them that way. So, um, you know, I know of a business that uh, they wanted everybody, you know, to switch them to salary instead of hourly. They wanted them to work overtime and not pay them for it. And the answer was you should be lucky to have a job. They might. Feel lucky right now that they have a job, but I'll tell you when we, you know, because we we will b- bounce back. Unemployment will go back down, and those types of people will re- they'll remember what that employer did and how they made them feel during that time, and they'll jump ship. So treating people with respect and care, and and really uh, caring for your workforce, will work in the long run as far as retaining your employees because they'll remember, they'll remember how you treated them during this time.
0: Now, do your clients um, tend to make a decision uh, about HR first and then contact you? It sounds to me like you're, you're more there as on the strategic side and you would, you would counsel them or hope that they would call you first to talk through issues because you see, you see it over and over and over again and they're just looking at their individual situation.
1: That's so true. I'm kind of laughing. So I would say it's like 80-20. So the 20% is like, oh, shoot. The thing happened, like the thing that burned me happened and I need your help. And so that could be anything from, you know, an, an audit and they had to pay out on wages or maybe a harassment claim or even worse, you know, they had to, they had to, um, because of it and they realized, okay, something's wrong. Um, or I always say it's never about what it's about because I'll get clients and be like, hey, we need, I think we need a handbook. And, um, you know, I think that's it. And it's like, well, why do you need a handbook? There's a reason you're asking me what, what happened in your workforce that you're now needing this. And so I get that a lot, too. Um, but a majority, a majority of the clients are proactive. They realize that human resources is an integral part of the business, especially at the size clients that we deal with. So some of them are as small as two employees and as large as mm-hmm. 150. So they know, okay, we know we need help. We don't know where we need it. Can you help us figure that out? And through an assessment process, we can do that, both from the compliance side, like, hey, you know, you might have some FLSA issues, some, you know, uh, classification issues. And then also from a cultural side, you know, what murmurings are you hearing through your workforce about the culture? Do people think they're paid enough? Um, Do you have high turnover? Have you ever measured these types of things, and then through, through that process, can identify. Okay, here's what you need to do to be in compliance, and then here's what you need to do to drive your culture uh, in a positive way, retain employees, have happy, healthy people, and and really affect your bottom line when you tune, tune up all those things, right?
0: Yeah, and it, you're you know you and I are in the state of California, where it seems like we have a, a huge list of changes every year to keep on top of. And for the small business that you mentioned, you know, you probably you you really are their HR department in, in a lot of ways. The, they're probably talking with the owner directly. They don't have time to deal with it. So how do you keep on top of all the changes each year, and how do you uh, <laughs> communicate that to your clients? Yeah.
1: So um, I think with anything, you got to love what you do. And it's not very sexy, but I like human resources, and I'm a nerd about it. So me <laughs> and the team, we're constantly are sharing information, in a weird way, I get excited when the new year comes because that means a bunch of laws are changing. Uh, and so I get to, you know, I get to translate that to clients in a way that's palatable and doesn't sing as bad as, if, you know, you heard it from maybe an attorney. Uh, and so we just we just constantly, you know, stay on top of our resources and make sure we're communicating. There's nothing, there's no better example than um, the Family's First Coronavirus Response Act We've been following that, obviously, at the very beginning. The government keeps changing, right, or adding new things to it. And so we just make sure that we're, we're a resource for our clients to give them correct information as quickly as we can, especially with COVID-19 going on from that, CDC guidelines. Do employees have to wear masks? Like, are they, They're afraid to come to work. What do we do? And, and we really pride ourselves on making sure that we, we have the right information to help them, and if not, Get them to the right resource, usually an attorney. At that point, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. At that point. Now, when you're when you're working with clients and it turns to the um, the job coaching, for um, tell tell us a little bit about. Give us an example of of a, a recent example of someone that you've worked with to help them find a job from a nonprofit.
1: Yeah. Okay. So last July. I work with a nonprofit in Las Vegas called Cupcake Girls. They help men and women out of sex trafficking. And I held a uh-huh. class, and so um, you know, people came to the class, and then after the class is over, that's when the offer is, hey, if you want free job coaching, you know, I'll work with you one-on-one. So I had a woman who uh, I worked with. She had been trafficked for 17 years, and then after that had uh, only done volunteer jobs because you can imagine there's a lot of healing that needs to happen after something like that. Uh, and uh, I worked with her. We worked maybe four hours together. A month later, she reaches out and she says, I got a job at a very large company, right? Huge company. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then in December, she reached out again and said she got a promotion. Um, and so to offer that type of help to someone is extremely fulfilling. That's how we help on the philanthropic side. And then the other part of it is, and, I, and I've been doing this kind of coaching for a while that that barrier uh, is usually just a mental one. People, um, sometimes it's a a mental block of like, well, who's going to hire me? And I don't get that just from people in situations like that. I get, you know, I've helped people who, let's say they've been a stay-at-home mom for, you know, as long as their kids have been home, they'll say the same thing. Like, who's going to hire me? It's like you have to believe that you deserve healthy, gainful employment. That is the first step the resume is just icing on the cake, right? That's the first thing you have to believe. And then from there, you can go forward and, and find a, a good job for yourself and support yourself.
0: That's great. And I'm on your website right now. And I know notice that you have uh, up a campaign for masks for heroes and it's, oh, yeah. it's doing pretty well, but, but our, our listeners should maybe uh, check that out. And maybe if you want to uh, be benevolent uh, while you're listening to this, uh, go to be the change dot and uh, throw in a few bucks for masks for heroes. What a worthy cause. Uh, and so uh, like it says on your website, Leilana, you're a rock star. Thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> Is there any, any last uh, tips or ideas you'd like to uh, leave behind with my clients? I know you offer a free consult, but any last um, yeah. tips or ideas you'd like to leave behind?
1: Uh, free consult if anyone wants it. Talk to me about anything you'd like in the world of HR, even if you're struggling and you, you want to talk about how to get employment, I'm here to help. Um, mm-hmm. Other things, I think this is just on a personal level, like we're all home and we, um, you know, trying to find creative ways to stay, stay sane. There's a free course from Yale on Coursera. Um, it's the science of well-being. I've been doing the course and it's been amazing. So check that out. And then the other thing is on an exercise front, um, Orange Theory is offering free workouts on YouTube. So you want to, you know, get your exercise on and stay healthy, that's what I would suggest uh, to do for free.
0: And the other thing I know about Leilani is she knows people. Um, she is a member of the same group I am called Provisors, which networks heavily with other uh, professionals. So if you need to know someone in any professional field, uh, she can uh, find them for you. Uh, again, another great resource for you to have. Leilani, really a, pro- a pleasure to have you uh, on the show today. And again, it's BeTheChangeHR.org, everybody. So go check it out. Uh, again. Uh, leave a few bucks behind for Masks for Heroes. Uh, help Leilani, help others. And uh, uh, once again, I hope you'll come back and join us again and share some more examples, especially on, uh, I'd love to hear the, uh, the uh, free job coaching stories. Those are just fantastic. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Bill, so much.